0: I hear so many parents and students say I'm homesick, my, my son's homesick, and some people take that lightly, but being homesick is a real sickness, it's painful, and, and usually just about every class I have a group of people that's on my homesick prayer list, you know, like uh, what can I do for them, can I keep them busy, can I, can I try to hook them up with somebody else. you know that's a, that's a big deal and, and people will leave the school because of simply being homesick. So what we try to do within our limited ability and time frame is, is re- we really try to be family.
1: All Things Lyman Country. Tune in to hear stories from Lyman, aspiring Lyman, and others who work in the industry. Now here are your hosts, David Powell and PJ Nardi.
2: Welcome to the Lyman Country Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Brother Eddie Cantrell. Excited
3: about this interview. We've been waiting a while for <laughs> Brother Eddie to come on our show. Yeah. It's um thank you for having me. Yes, <laughs> it's an honor to have you here. Um, we have you know we thought about who would the students want to hear from hear about Um, and I don't think anybody has more interaction from a you know a non-school related standpoint than you do probably not probably not so why don't you start by telling us where brother Eddie is from born in Chattanooga Tennessee
0: Uh, grew up in what we called back then North Chattanooga I think now it's called the North Shore, but uh, grew up in North Chattanooga, um, raised in the Chattanooga Valley area, and uh, I have currently been pastoring at Trenton First Baptist for two weeks, will be 33 years.
2: Wow.
0: And uh, so pretty much here all the time. I did five years in Texas, uh, but uh, pretty much around this area
3: for all my life. You did five years in Texas. Were you serving time, or was that? <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: no, I wasn't serving. My wife, okay. my wife got a real good job out there, and I followed her. And uh, it was at it was in Texas where I became a pastor oh, of a, no. of a smaller country church. Okay. And so we stayed there about five years, and then this was kind of a homecoming when we came back here.
3: Well, we're glad you came back.
2: Yeah, so for our listeners, uh, who is Brother Eddie Cantrell? And uh, he has been with SLTC. Brother Brother Eddie, how long have you been working? I think it's
0: about 10 years. 10
2: years? I think that's about right. Wow. So for 10 years, he has been impacting uh, our students um, through our Electrical Line Worker Program and Communication Line line Worker Program. Um, And Brother Eddie, how do you, like... What's kind of like the routine? Like how do you interact with the students on a regular basis?
0: Typically, uh, of course, at uh, registration, you know, we'll be here, I'll be here. Uh, We'll have a few other people from our church here. Uh, What I try to do every day they're in class if I'm in town is, depending on my schedule, I'll either go around to the classrooms, uh, you know, speak to them in the classroom, or I will go out in the field and just kind of, Usually, if usually I can grab a golf cart and uh, so I'll go just ride around and say hello and I give them my number. I let them know where I'm at, how to find me. So most of my real interaction, you know, would be outside of school. I don't want to interrupt the education process, but uh, they do see me almost every day and I do say hello and uh, so we kind of interact in a group setting that way. But I I will have people every class, you know, call me and. We may sit down and meet, or meet at lunch, or meet after school, or something.
2: Do you recall, like, how this all started and That's kicked just off? What I was
0: going to ask. I do. Uh, there was a tragedy. Uh, a young man uh, lost his life over Thanksgiving holidays. And uh, I don't know if it was uh, David, you, or PJ, or George, or some combination, but uh, the young man was in our church, and uh, he had went home to New York. And when uh, the word got out, somebody asked me to come down and share with the PC, the pole circle. And so, uh, uh, I came down and shared, and then I was invited just to try to come around and hang around, you know, and be here. And, uh, that's kind of my calling is to hang around. So that was easy. So since then I've tried to hang around. Yeah. That was Thanksgiving about
3: 10 years ago. Ten I years think that's ago. right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whatever Thanksgiving break.
2: And so I, I love this story because, it was, you know, we reached out to you. You came and met a need. Um, we realized that there were going to be some students that were impacted by a loss of a friend. Also some, you know, some staff as well. You made yourself available during that time. And then I just what kind of maybe God tugging on your heart or the you know, Holy Spirit working in your life. Like you just knew that you needed to be around here more often. I mean, we didn't ask you necessarily to hey, we really want you to be our chaplain. We just, you, you, you really offered, hey, do you mind if I come around? The class had come and gone and graduated, and you just wanted to continue to impact the next, the next student class. And, like, what I'd love to hear that, that story, how that developed. Well, a funny, I guess
0: a funny part of the story is uh, we, in the process of all this happening at church, we were praying about what our mission opportunities would be. You know, when we were looking at international and national and local, and uh, there was a group of us really praying about maybe God would open up a door some way in which we could minister. And, you know, we were thinking countries or groups or something. And so it honestly seemed like an answered prayer. You know, when I had the opportunity to come down here and you have students from I guess every state and a few countries come through. It just seemed like God was saying, you don't really have to go out somewhere to be a missionary. There's a mission field in Dade County. Hmm. And so, uh, from that, uh, that kind of led to that. And it's really, uh, really something I enjoy doing. So, uh, I have fun doing it. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I meet a need from time to time. And uh, they know I'm here. Uh, but it was just really a God. It was totally a God thing. It was just, I think y'all had been here, what, since 99? you Right. Know? Yeah. And, I, and I had driven by, but I'd never really stopped in. And then uh, this one young man, he was just, every time our doors were open, you know, he was in our church. And when all that happened and I was able to come in down here, uh, it just really seemed like God had answered a prayer. Mm.
3: You know, as grateful as we are, for you and for the dedication you've had here, your church has been remarkable in their dedication and support of the students as well.
0: They have. We, uh, COVID slowed us down a little bit and we're still picking back up, but we'll do some meals with them. Uh, we have had as many as 35, 40 students in certain classes come to church. Sometimes it's a very low number, but, uh, we try to take care of them and try to meet their needs. We do a a Bible study for them, specifically for them now on Sunday morning. And and the big thing, I think, about the church is they've been really supportive of me missing some of their stuff mm. to be here. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's nothing that I wouldn't, I'm not complaining at all, but it does take time to see, especially as you've grown. You know, it takes time to just even say hello to everybody. Right. But the right. church has been really supportive of that. So like
2: on a daily basis, I know we've had some conversations about what your day looks like when you, when you come to SLTC, you would say, yeah, give me a hard hat and I'm going to go around and kick rocks. But when you go out and visit PCs, what does that look like? Like your interaction, pretty standard or typical. What are you, what are you doing?
0: It's, uh, well, it's hard to say it's a routine because it's really not. But uh, uh, depending on what they're doing, I don't want to interrupt the instruction. But sometimes I'll catch them at a, at a downtime, you know, sometimes I'll catch them, you know, when they have a little lag time. And so I try to get to know them. I try to find out, like, you know, where they're from. Uh, usually I'll ask, you know, the, a little bit of personal questions. And, and over the course of, you know, three or four or five weeks, they'll typically start opening up to me a good bit about their life, their family situation. Obviously not all of them, but a number of them. And uh, so I'll go around to the to the three campuses, and also of course to uh, communication school. And uh, what I'll do is just try to catch them if they're in their pole circles. I'll just wander up and you know speak to them. And and by week one, they know me. They expect to see me. And uh, sometimes it's a cut up, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a serious. Every now and then they, every now and then they'll ask me a you know a biblical question. But uh, for the most part, it's just. You know, I'm here, call me, I'm available, don't want to get in your way. And uh, that's pretty much how it goes. Well,
3: we actually see um, some people waiting to meet you at registration as well. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to, to watch the parents seek you out and find you. A...
0: Yeah, I, I have been able to make some relationships with parents, and every now and then I will, uh, particularly for some moms, sneak some pictures in of their kids that, that the kids are not supposed to know. So uh, uh, I love to I love to make those relationships and, and you know they're real quick they're real fast but I just want people to know I'm here you know if they need me. So that
2: interaction that's happened here at SLTC has actually kind of extended itself in some in some ways. Can you kind of go into to what that looks like?
0: Well, sure. Uh, obviously, for the, the ones who come to church. That's a deeper relationship. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember the number, and I really don't know the exact number, but I have baptized a few students. Uh, there's been a few students that have accepted Christ while they're here. Uh, and I just came back from a trip where uh, I did a wedding for a former student, and I baptized a former student's daughter, and uh, I met, kind of caught up with some other students. And uh, so, There's probably a good list of 30, 35, 40 that I kind of stay in touch with on a regular basis. And I try to let them know that even after SLTC, if there was anything at all I might be able to do, you know, I'll try to do what I can.
3: How many weddings have you you done? You mean
0: SLTC? SLTC weddings. Just the one.
3: I thought there was one. Well, I had one in New York with COVID. Covid oh, canceled it. I couldn't. Okay.
0: I was going to have to lie to get into the state, so <laughs> that <laughs> that kind of defeated the purpose. Yeah, but uh, the uh, that was uh, it was out in Missouri, and uh, now I do have another commitment to do another one. So we'll see how that goes when they set a date. So, but right now, just one on the wedding scale.
2: Yeah, it's just I love hearing those stories, and and brother, Eddie, you always come back. You send pictures of your visits. Um, just the the impact you're, you're able to make on the students that are that are willing, and you know, there's we don't always see the the seeds that we plant. So, you know, the what God's going to do with those kind of discussions you have with students, uh, prayer, you know, that you might pray with a PC, or just just your willingness to uh, be be available and answer those questions, uh, and then uh, and then having your church that has again been so supportive um what the first week the first day or two of registration like is it the day the second day
0: it's usually depending on the calendar it's usually the second day yeah where y'all have a a big welcoming to the students yeah we have a night where we have dinner for them and kind of meet and greet and do door prizes and games and stuff
2: yeah that is it's just it's just it's amazing and i've come to appreciate what you and the church has done because now I have a, a 20 year old who's off at school and, um, you know, him having a place where he feels comfortable where he can continue to grow in his faith is critical. You don't think about that necessarily when you don't have kids. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, how important that is. Are they, they're coming to SLTZ for 15 weeks. They're growing up, they're learning a lot, but you know, are they, are we impacting them? Um, spiritually as well and um, and you guys are providing that opportunity it's such a blessing to have here
0: well i left home at 18 and uh, um, a long very complicated story but i hear so many parents and students say i'm homesick hmm. my, my son's homesick and some people take that lightly but being homesick is a real sickness it's painful and, and usually just about every class, I have a group of people that's on my homesick prayer list. You know, like, uh, what can I do for them? Can I keep them busy? Can I can I try to hook them up with somebody else? You know, that's a, that's a big deal. And, and people will leave the school yeah. because of simply being homesick. So what we try to do within our limited ability and time frame is, is re- we really try to be family. And, you know, I try to be family. I mean, whatever... If I'm the goofy cousin or the crazy uncle or whatever, I don't know, but I really try to be
3: family. Well, I think that hopefully that's an extension of you know of our school too because that's one of the, the foundations of our business. Not only are we a family business, but we try to, to treat our employees as family and, and hopefully they receive that. And um, I know that they a number of them attend church with you, um, which is is great because it's a continuation of, of the impact of the church here at the business, and and the needs that you help fill are for students and staff as well, which is is, is outstanding. I'd... Right, I've really,
0: I mean, I've gotten to know the staff, and you know, I love the staff, and I see them obviously over a longer term than the students, and uh, we uh, we're just trying to meet those needs, and and I tell all the students, you know, if you come to this school and you want help, if you need help you'll get it. Hmm. And, and that's really kind of what we try to provide as an extension. You know, I'm not here to force myself on anybody, but if they won't help and
3: need help, they'll get it. So the missionary heart, is that something that um, you share among the leadership in your church as well? Or is that something that, that you kind of bring to the table and they support you in?
0: It, it's both. We, we have some some leaders who really have that heart. You know for missions and uh, we've done a lot for where we're located our size of church we've done a lot around the world with missions and mission trips and getting people involved and uh, I think it is a heart for our church and and I think one of the things that all the leadership agreed on was as far as numbers you know when you when you're ministering to someone for 15 weeks and they move away that's not good for numbers But it's like you said david we just don't know that eternal impact and that's really what i'm shooting for you know not a day-to-day number that the church can say but really more of we just don't know what we've done in eternity
3: or what we will do it's our our job to be faithful with those that you know we're entrusted with even if it's for a season absolutely and and that's the faithfulness that we try to maintain And, and you're such an extension of that it's you know, when the school was smaller, kind of to your point, at, you know, 24 years ago, as it was coming up, the school was smaller. There was more interaction with the students. And and it's something I think, you know, David and I talk about often missing. And we have the ability to have a great representation in you outside to them. And that's.
0: Well, I try. I don't know about great, but I try. What, what we don't know, we don't know, you know. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough.
2: Well, I, I certainly appreciate, you know, Brother Eddie will come around the office and. Oh yeah. And if my door is open, he'll come in and sit down. And sometimes we just say hello, and then sometimes um, he steps in a little further, and we get into deep conversation. But you know, he he apologize. He always will say and thank thank me or thank us yeah. for allowing him to come here and be around the students. And I'm like, why are you thanking us? Like that's, we, that's we're we're so grateful yeah. that you're here, that you take the time that your church has uh, supported you in this endeavor and the impact that you're making. You're doing all the heavy lifting. You're the one that's actually making the impact. We're just creating opportunity. I just, I love the humility uh, that you have and um, it's just, it's evident in in how you do everything and live your life. And so we're just grateful for, I'd I'd love to hear maybe a story of maybe a a favorite story. If you have a story like that, something, maybe an interaction with a student or whether that was in class or even after, they graduated do you have one oh, of those? oh i have plenty you'll, you'll have to shut me down <laughs> okay. when,
0: uh you know there's really there's really two that come to mind and, and i think one is uh incredibly funny you may not but i know you can <laughs> i know you can edit this if you need to uh but the first one is the first time a young man from pennsylvania walked into the church and he said Brother Eddie, I've never been to church before. Mm. I don't really know what to do or how to act. Or that was incredible, you know, because where we are, there's a church on every corner. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so the young man ended up, uh, you know, being um, being here, and I mean, about I would say for the fifteen weeks, that's probably about the third week, and he um, he was very faithful. He heard the gospel. Uh, he talked to me about it. I'm not sure what he did about it, but he was able, you know, he heard and he was able to make a decision based on that. Mm. Uh, a funny one was, you know, sometimes uh, certain regions of the country have different languages. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah a vocabulary is all different. Vocabulary. Yeah. The, the F words use a lot. <laughs> and anyway, so. I'm walking up to this pole circle one morning, and uh, they're gathered around talking, and and this guy's dropping like F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb. It's just like every other word. And so I walk in and kind of stand there and talk to a few of them, and he's still rolling along. And so anyway, one of his buddies across looks at him and says, man, won't you shut up? Don't you know this is the effing preacher? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, thank you very much. (laughs) Um, but there, there are just, I mean, you know, there, there are are so many and, uh, if y'all did not allow me, there's no way I could do this. So you can give credit to whomever, but, uh, it's such a blessing for me to just be a small part of, of their lives. And, um, you know, I wish time permitted, you know, where I could do more, but the time's limited, but, um. There are several stories of people who, the students, who uh, have not been in church for a long time. Um, out of this current class, I got a call from a mother about two weeks ago, and, and she said, uh, you know, I just I called her back, and she said, I just want you to know that, I won't mention the name, but uh, that he has uh, been out of church for 15 years, and he started coming to your church and he really loves it and you know i'm so thankful you know and, hmm. and 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 the reason i feel so blessed in doing all this is i am the one that gets the stories yeah. you know and uh, there's just i could go on forever but it's just i think the if it's been 10 years i think there's you know a lifetime of stories hmm. of where you know i've tried to help um you know i've helped students with judges you know, depending on who the judge is and if they get in tr- what the trouble is. Uh, I've helped students a, f- a few through some girlfriend troubles and uh, it's many, like I said, through homesickness, you know, uh, um, like talking to them at night, you know, uh, checking in on them and, uh, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm missing home and I'm thinking about going home tomorrow and, you know, give it one more day, give it one more day, you know, so there's just so many.
2: The Brother Eddie hotline. <laughs> I,
0: but now y'all know this; they all have my number. You know that's that's absolutely no problem at all. I love it when
3: they call. We walk into all the classrooms, and on the board is the address to the campus that they're on, and Brother Eddie's phone number. Yep, is, it's there. It's, it's there. Not, it's not yeah, everyone. You know, absolutely. As, as much as they're they're growing, you know, in in learning a new career, being away from home, and so forth, I would say a lot that you know that have um, an established faith. That are younger have the faith of their parents, so they're learning to walk in their own faith. Absolutely, here and and that's a journey that you need somebody to come alongside you in, because you're used to kind of falling in under. You know, we go to church on Sundays because that's what we've done as a family. We, you know, we have an incident. We pray as a family, w- whatever that is. But when you're on your own and, and you have to establish your own faith, um, the fact that they have somebody to lean on or lean into is is remarkable. Yeah, I well. think
2: when I think about like when, when we think of discipleship, sometimes we think of, Hey, I'm gonna go to this book together or this Bible study together or we're gonna have to meet at this location for this period you know, period of time. But what you're actually doing is you're discipling these students and they come here and that that looks different. It's fifteen weeks. You might not be meeting with them once a week, but you've made yourself available to them and that's real discipleship is like walking them through the challenges of a different life and allowing them, creating an opportunity for them to, as PJ said, you know, create their own foundation, their own faith. That, that faith may have been, especially if you're 18 years old, first time away from home. And I give, I'll tell you what, listen, I give a lot of credit to these students that never go home for 15 weeks. Absolutely, yes. You know, and homesick, we identified that as a real mm-hmm. issue. And we try to address it in our own ways. But you're really filling that need and and discipling these students um, while they're here, and that's, I mean, I think scripturally the way it's supposed to be
0: done. Well, we're certainly certainly trying. I mean, it's uh, like I said, it's been such a rewarding thing, such a such a blessing for me and for the church, and uh, I do believe we have touched you know some people. I really do. So.
2: So, do you share these stories with your your church? That oh get yeah. To hear? yeah,
0: okay. yeah. And no, I even shared the the F stories. Uh, you know, so <laughs> yeah, I have, like, have to clean it up. But, but you but, can't you
2: know. put that on your business card, though. No, I better not do that.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I what what I try to do is is you know because the because the the church doesn't see. I mean, the church will. The church will gauge it on, like, you know, we've had some classes, like I said, with 30, 35, 40 students uh, coming to church. We've had some with two or three. And so, you know, it's real easy for the church to gauge on the number. Well, no, I try to share those and, and let people know. And, and also, I do have people in, in you know, certain situations where, um, uh, you know, I would say, let me hook you up with you know, because they know this situation and, and they might be able to help you with it. And uh, so I've got a pretty good base of people, you know, that if there is a need, I can't fill every need, but I try to fill. Uh, I've got a, got a lady with a fishing pond, if people want to fish, I've got a lady, I mean, a guy usually with a hunting area if they want to hunt, you know. So I try to even, I try to find them jobs, you know, side jobs if I can. So I I try to do whatever I can.
2: Yeah, we had a package. Of course, all this mail usually comes to the school, and uh, a huge bow case comes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, depending on the season, um, you know, there's different packages and for different activities that these guys do for sure.
3: You know, it's a lot of the stories, a lot of the, um, the, uh, you know, personal investment. We don't even hear about. Uh, there was there's uh, some mutual friends of ours that, that are up in the mountain that um, have we're having a Bible or Bible study for. Or they have a Bible study for the students at Covenant, and um, I ran into them not too long ago, and they said, "Yeah, we've got about five or six of your students at at the Bible study." I said, "That's amazing!" They're like, no, we always do. You know, we we live right around the corner from yeah. some more the student housing, is and so forth. So, you know, it's the adopt alignment house the the kind of one off Bible studies. I mean, it's, I love the fact that the community is embracing and investing in the students. And,
0: and I also will recommend other, I mean, you know, from, from, usually from up north, you got a good number of Catholics. Yep. I mean, I will recommend, you know, parishes to them. And, and if they're of, uh, you know, Pentecostal or Methodist, you know, I've got people I can hook them up with. So yep. I'm not trying to make Baptists out of them in no way. I'm just trying to, to do what I can to try to help them.
2: Yeah, awesome.
3: That's That's it's amazing.
0: So, what does it look like? You have thirty plus
2: years as a pastor. What's uh, what's the? Do you have a like a long term plan? Uh,
0: <laughs> well, n- no, not really. Uh, I have a I have a little question that I ask people sometimes when I'm really wanting to get to know them, and I ask myself this almost every day these days. It's uh, if you could go ten years back and change something or move 10 years forward and see the result which one would you do and to me the happy answer is neither mm. uh, i am uh, very very happy where i am now uh if i could go back i mean i had a rough childhood a rough upbringing but if i could go back honestly i wouldn't change anything because mm. i wouldn't be who i am uh i can't imagine what 10 years ahead looks like i don't know if it 75, I can pastor and walk the yard. Somebody might have to pick me up in a golf cart. But right now, I'm not uh, – right now, I'm really thrilled where I am, and I don't really have – you know, God's met all my needs. And Well,
3: will have a driver for you at that point. Thank
0: yeah. you. I appreciate, <laughs> that. appreciate that. Thank you. I, I may need it. I may need it.
2: I'd love to hear um, – switching gears a little bit um, – like, what's your daily – Spiritual look like daily quiet time how do you you know how do you devote time into the word like and I'm and I'm separate from like preparing for maybe a sermon but right like just just your your personal relationship
0: with the Lord like what does that look like it's kind of boring I guess because I don't have a routine I know everybody expects routine 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 uh, typically I'll get up early and you know, depending on what's going on, what I need to do, uh, I, I really, I've really discovered I'm pretty much ADD or ADHD. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I've discovered is I can communicate with God in one or two sentences at a time and listen back. I'm not a real big pray for hours kind of guy. Or and you know when 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 it hits me, I mean when the mood hits me, man, mm. that's when I like to study. And sometimes I'll open, maybe overdo it, you know, time frame, but I'm just not really, uh, I know y'all guys do something in the morning, you have your doors closed, that's not really me. It's great if you can do it, but that's not really me. And and, and one thing for me about routine is I discovered, I discovered early on when I was in routine that so many times I would miss opportunities, hmm. you know, cause sure. it would mess up my routine So now I just try not to have a routine.
2: Well, yeah, routines can become routine, but
0: they can be great. They They can. We need them.
2: Well, they can be great, but they also can just be a routine, checking a box. Yeah, yeah. And when it becomes that, it's it's really more. Hey, I did this thing today. That's great. But, well, did you? What did you learn? Like, was what did the Holy Spirit speak to you, or you just read a verse, checked a box, and
0: feel good for the day? And 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 I think you know my life story is it's been about people, not about theology. You know, there's people all the way through that that's loved me and helped me when i needed it and so uh i'm certainly not a theologian i mean i know that uh, probably how i can relate late to these youth or young adults out here is i don't know much you know but i study and i try and uh, and i've just discovered that if i have a if i have an option between people you know or I hate to say it this way but you know spending time quiet alone studying I'm gonna choose people 90 percent of the time hmm. and God's always kinda of worked out a way where uh, you know I'm able to prepare and you know what I mean do the things I need to do for church but I never want to get myself in a box to where okay it's eight o'clock PJ needs me sorry I can't you know or whatever I, I don't wanna ever get in that box
3: well, I mean, I, I think we see that in scripture, I mean, Philip with the eunuch right he was he was available, yeah, and well,
0: you're being nice, I mean well, i you uh, know, I appreciate that, but I'm, I'm
3: just <laughs> i'm I'm trying to draw a parallel so you don't feel bad about yourself over here. <laughs>
0: well, no, I don't feel bad. it's just very hard to answer I got gotcha. you you know, because you know, I do hospital visits, obviously when yeah. people are in the hospital. I can't routine that mm. uh i'm a, I'm a chaplain at at a couple of other places where else are you traveling? uh well I, I don't know that i but i work with the public schools okay. with the sports teams got it with a couple of those teams and uh you know when the season's in that's another little obligation i have and, and that's wonderful you know that's enjoyable um i just started doing a senior high school uh meeting you know where i'm trying to meet with them and learn how not to be old you know so <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how they operate and what they want in church and in their christian walk and and so i'm always I, what i love is not the routine you know i really i mean the sad part about here is as soon as i get to know some they're gone mm. but the great part is there's a new group coming in yeah. so you know sounds like a servant
2: heart i try i do try it's it's uh, powerful um I'm always interested in PJs too. learning uh, from from individuals that are further along in life, uh, have some wisdom to share. Oh, thank you. That's kind. I'm curious (laughs) as to know, like, um, you know, books you recommend or or anything that you um, would say, you know, impacted you in a in a certain way. Um, Just kind of any kind of wisdom you could share. Maybe PJ and myself
0: about our walk with the Lord and um, growing in our faith oh boy wisdom uh hmm i would say enjoy each day don't let tomorrow's worries mess with today don't let yesterday's failures mess with today i would say it's real easy for us if we've had a bad run you know when we failed god to beat ourselves up hmm. and not get on with it the beautiful thing is god offers forgiveness for the asking uh, I would say, uh, you know, one of the things that I tell the church that I've changed a lot in is when uh, when I was younger, your age, you know, like kids, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, <wish. laughs> yeah. I, uh, I would beat myself up if people didn't respond to the message and I didn't see a public response. Uh, I have learned over the years I cannot make anyone do anything. It's all about God. I'm just called to do my part. Um, and I, I just think that it would be, you know, make the most out of the moment you have. I mean, it's, uh, uh like I tell these young folks, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, I mean, it's already week nine, right? It's already week 10. It's a uh, man in two weeks we're graduating and it flies by and it's a shame. It's, it's really a shame not to make the most out of everyday God's given us. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to, uh, I mean I don't want to fade away you know I want to go out kicking and screaming Mm -hmm. you know I want to try to make the most of every day while I can I want to touch as many people as I can and have as many relationships as I can Um, and that's that's kind of you know kind of my goals I guess it's uh, I don't have any great wisdom to share but I can just see the mistakes I've made and it's so many of it was but in two weeks I got to do this you know and you know in whatever or well if everybody knew what I did two weeks ago and now I just realize God's given me today and what a blessing today is you think about it what a blessing
3: Yeah, practicing presence is 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 a difficult task yeah very much so you know we're not we're not guaranteed tomorrow we can't change the past Um, but it's the only time that we actually have to be um, to be obedient to listen to you know to respond, absolutely it's, it's in the presence, and it's um, to it's your point though. You know to not let those the cares of the world kind of wash over you during. You know, a bad run, or during uh, as you, as you said, or or during you know times of conflict or of stretching or of testing your faith. Um, but yeah, that's 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 great, um, great word. I mean that's resonates with me completely.
2: It is great wisdom because I do think it's a challenge to. Stay present uh, in the moment because we all we always are looking ahead. You know what's around the corner. Um, you know I remember my boys. You know it's like, oh, can't wait till I drive. Oh, can't wait till I can be off at of school. I oh, can't wait till. And I'm just telling them, I wish we knew they would just slow down. Would they just stop? You know, can I just pause uh, their lives a little bit? But I think as a parent too, I've enjoyed. I, I will say, I have enjoyed every moment. Um, as being a dad and at every age there's been benefits and things that I've appreciated. And I don't really look back and say, Oh, I wish my kids were younger. I certainly don't look ahead and wish my kids were older, but just, it is a, I think you have a tremendous amount of wisdom in that because being present is the challenge. We, we so focus again, we live in regret or guilt or shame or whatever in the past, or we are constantly looking at what's tomorrow hold and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So
0: Absolutely, and, and that's that's so hard for all of us. It's so hard for all of us. It's. Uh, uh, I mean, I used to really beat myself up over, you know, missed opportunities, missed chances. Maybe I should have done this. I should have said that. Uh, I, I say now at my I'm sixty five. I just got my Medicare card laminated, so I'm hoping to be around a while. But uh, uh, you know, when I was forty, I would go home after the services and be so depressed. I'd analyze every word. You know, I I wish I should have said this. I should have done this. I wish I would have went to that script. You know what I'm saying. And now I just go home and I just sleep usually. I'm tired, of it, <laughs> but I'm not because God's got to take what we do, which ties into what we do here, right? I mean, God's all I can do is the small part that God and you guys allow me to do. And God's got to take the rest. And as I said, so much of my story is the people who made a difference in my life were not the preachers or not the great theologians. It was just people that loved me when I was absolutely stupid. Mm. And, uh, to this day, the same applies. And so I really try, you, t- you know, you asked me before about a kind of a typical day. I really try to, to see who I can see that day and do the best I can that day. And when that day's over, try to move on to the next day. And, um, uh, I'm hoping that, um, uh, You know, God will allow me to spend a lot more years doing what I do, you know. But uh, if it's over now, it's far, far above my expectations. I could have never imagined, you know, the things I've been able to do. What I love about you being here, Brother
2: Eddie, is we didn't – it's like God picked you. God picked you for SLTC. You know, we we, – you're just – your mentality and how you think and being a servant and being focused on relationships um there are plenty of of other pastors that that's just not their gifting you know maybe they maybe their gifting is more they love to teach and they love to dig into the the greek and they love to do all that kind of stuff and that's where they want to spend all their time but you know what we needed was you know what god provided
0: so well i appreciate that because i needed it too so it's it's mutual it's,
1: This podcast is brought to you by Elevated Gear. Elevated Gear is the one-stop shop for all things Lyman Country and Southeast Lyman Training Center. From high-quality shirts and hats to name brand sunglasses, tools, and more. Elevated Gear has everything you need. Stop by our store in Trenton, Georgia, or shop online at elevatedgear.com.
3: So you have um a wonderful wife of how many years
0: uh in a couple of weeks it will be 43 40 congratulations wow. oh, thank, you. And, thank you and and two kids 36 and 34 and the 34
3: year old daughter is about to get married in two weeks that's awesome and your son is he's he's your golfing partner too is not he? he is yep. yep you guys have any golf trips coming up uh
0: nothing really planned at this okay. point we'll wait till probably the first of the year and plan
3: something yeah, I was going to say, it's been a little while since we haven't seen you for a couple of days to go golfing. <laughs> no, it's been a while on the golfing for sure. Yeah. But you, so one of the other outreaches, it's kind of wild to me, is is the Philippines for you. Yes. Um, how did you guys get engaged in the Philippines and how long have you been going over to, um, you know, to support? Well, we met, uh,
0: we met a, a, The founder of it's called Care Channels. Uh, We met him through a a mutual friend at the church, and the the guy came to our church, and he had been a missionary over there with him. Uh, He had retired and went over and did a two or three year hitch, and uh, so we met him through that. And uh, there's uh, so many needs with children and and just basic hygiene and just you know basic needs and uh also let me throw in i know uh the woodwalkers for water does wells in uganda while we also have a pastor that we work with in uganda that uh uh, is a phenomenal man uh y'all may have met him i brought him down a time or two but uh johnson and uh he he is a phenomenal man and uh What we try to do, kind—I of mean, it's the same kind of same tune. Honestly, it's just when we meet people that are involved in things, we just
3: try to get involved in their lives. That's awesome, and you know, Woodwalkers is in the Philippines as well. Okay, yeah, or Or Woodwalkers—I'm referring to Neverthirst as Woodwalkers for Water event. But um, yeah, it's 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 pretty remarkable to have an outreach that's done. Two separate continents from, you know, a little Trenton, Georgia.
0: Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. And uh, I was speaking, just since you brought that up, I was speaking today with several of our friends in Israel um, mm-hmm. that, you know, just praying for them about what's going on over there. And, uh, uh, yeah, we have been blessed. Uh, we're going to take a group of seniors down to Trinidad this summer. So we've wow. been down there on some ministry work, and it's just it's just an incredible thing how we're, like i said where god has allowed me to go and do and it's unbelievable
3: something else to come from you know a, a, this little county and and have a global impact i mean literally it's oh, a global impact. Un-
0: unbelievable i mean uh and that's why i say i mean my my parents split up when i was four uh a lot of hard work they were both hard working but they were also hard drinkers mm. and uh had a lot going on in my life early on, but I really and truly wouldn't change a thing because, you know, I can look at certain people and relate. And I think God's given me a, a certain ministry to certain people. And uh, I mean, I mean that with all my heart. It's just, you know, there's that mirror in Harry Potter where Harry's looking and all he sees is his mom and dad in this mirror with him. And what the mirror does is it shows what you really wish for in your heart. And so Dumbledore comes in and says, "We got to hide this mirror because it will drive people crazy." And and he said, "The perfect situation would be looking at mirror and all you see is yourself." Mm. I'm a long way from perfect, but that's kind of where I am with my life. I'm thrilled mm. with where I am. Uh, I cannot possibly imagine it getting any better. Uh, I don't know how it could get any better. Mm. I guess it could, but I don't know how. Are
2: Baptists allowed to watch Harry Potter? Uh, we do.
0: <laughs> I can't speak for any. I can't speak for, for for too many Baptists. I can't speak for too many Baptists. Well, you're the <laughs> spokesperson for a whole bunch of yeah, them. No, you? no, 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 no. I'm speaking only for me. Okay, only for fair me. enough. Yeah.
2: So, I w- can you share your salvation experience with us?
0: Uh, sure, if you got time. Uh, We've got all kind of time. Okay. Well, then. Okay. I'll start back. Uh, I was raised. My mom and dad divorced at four and I went with my dad. Very long story, but dad and mom, uh, like I said, they were hard working, but they would drink and fight and fuss and uh, my mom and dad ran a beer joint when they divorced. And uh, so I moved with my dad and my granddad and we were what we kind of, we called ourselves like upper lower class, made us feel better about ourselves you know, uh, we were not like dirt poor poverty, but we were certainly not middle class. And uh, God was never mentioned it was other than, you know, using it in the wrong way. And uh, so I was totally raised away from the church outside of church. And anyway, so there's so many angles to this. But one day in uh In middle school, there was a beautiful young girl move in, and her dad happened to be pastor, and she invited us to a revival. And uh, so I went. Uh, They finished up, you know, typical Baptist circles, a big, long invitation. She goes to the altar. I'm following her wherever she goes. (laughs) Anyway, so we get down to the altar, and I remember this like it was yesterday. The evangelist said, Stand over to the left if you want to go to hell. Stand over to the right if you want to go to heaven. So obviously I moved to the right. Repeated that prayer. I have no clue if it stuck or not. No clue whatsoever. I prayed it. I asked some people in that church to go visit my dad. Now keep in mind what I said about him. Uh, No one ever came. Uh, I don't know that it's true, but I always thought if it was in a gated neighborhood, you know, with a lot of money, they probably would have showed up. I don't know that that's true, but that was my thinking. Anyway, so I doubted my salvation. I went to various churches here and there and heard various doctrines, and I'm really speeding this thing up, believe it or not. But uh, uh, anyway, one day something weird happened. I, I mean, I was crying and pleading with God. I did not want to die and go to hell. You know, I mean, I just did not. But I really didn't understand anything. And God's like, won't you start reading the Bible? Dang, what an idea. So it was in there where I found my assurance of salvation, my relationship with God. And uh, then I was very much quiet, shy. Uh, people who know me from high school would say, I probably said 10 words in four years. Um, and I failed ninth grade English because I wouldn't stand up and give a report. You know, I'm that I'm that kind of guy. But uh, I was asked on a mission trip to do a devotion and I had nowhere I could run. So I did, ended up becoming a preacher. <laughs> and you know, like, look at me now, you know, so. Wow. <laughs> and there's so much, I'm telling you, there's hours of this story. There's every twist, every turn you can imagine. But I, I, really, I really felt like I was let down by church, and that may not be fair, but that's how I felt. And uh, you talked about what did I read. I truly, and believe me, this is not a holy statement, but really what I read is the Bible. Mm. You know, because I was so confused by what people said. You know, and I had every denomination in my ear, and I just didn't know what to believe, and I thought I was lost forever, and no hope, and reading the bibles what kind of cleared that up so a guy that didn't want to
2: give a report in ninth grade english gets on gets in the pulpit every sunday yeah
0: oh yeah yeah it it just a testimony of how god can change people Mm.
3: yeah that's a remarkable story i mean it what's interesting is i've heard that from several other pastors as well more introverted more um you know kind of a little bit of that I don't know, that anxiety to get in, to ever speak in front of people. I guess that's one of the greatest anxieties that people suffer with, but, and so many of them are, are pastors. I mean, th- it's the miraculous work that, you know, that God does. And yeah. To yeah, be able God. to transform that. Um, and I, you know, I, I, um, have a little bit of the same experience with you when, when we moved to the South, we moved from the South to the South, of course, you know, from South Florida up here. And, <laughs> and, uh,
2: <laughs> some don't uh, consider Florida the South. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, um, you know, I I had no idea. I, I literally spent time researching what each denomination was because I, I've never seen such a um, an offering. I guess you'd say, but it's it really amazed me. I mean, it, what it really did was the same thing as it did for you. Is it really made me seek? Right, what what is truth? I mean, truth is not the religion. It's it's the right. relationship, right?
0: And the thing that really I was talking about this with David this week. The thing that really breaks my heart is for those of us who believe in Jesus and we've accepted Jesus, what Dad wants for us, our Heavenly Father wants for us, is to live at peace with each other. Any parent with more than one child wants those child children to always get along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we sit and we fuss over denomination, over certain this destination, that destination, and we, we in fu- when we totally miss what God's called us to do, um, and that's to love Him and to love others, and and that's why I'm saying yes, our label is Baptist, but if we didn't have a label, you wouldn't know it, you know, you know if there wasn't a sign up, you wouldn't know it, because I really don't care, I just want people to know that that God loves them and Jesus died for them and if I can get that message across. And going back to the, I think some of the things about the goals of being here. Um, You know, you've got two groups of students here. You've got those who know Jesus. What I would like for them to see is God's love in me. Hmm. You've got those who don't know Jesus. What I would like them to see is God's love in me. It's the same, Hmm. but those are the only two groups we have. And and so many times the fussing and fighting with each other just pulls people away. It just tears them up, tears them apart.
2: Yeah, I know for me personally, there's there's a season in my life where I had all the head knowledge and I almost I wouldn't say I stopped going to church or stopped trying to grow, but I got really frustrated. I didn't really want to hear another sermon. I understand. Because I was like, I can't do the, I can't do the I can't do the <clears throat> basics. Like I, I need to be, a, I need to love people more. I need to serve more. I need to be focused on relationship. Like if I, I felt like I needed to do that first before I need more knowledge of scripture. You know, it's like in, when I started to realize that really, I mean, you get into the new Testament, you read through and just pretty much tells you to love others, love God. I mean, it was broke that for me simplified everything and you look at it through that lens and it is. It's living out the gospel, loving other people, um, and uh, not that. Here's the thing. There's a much difference uh, between accepting, like in other words, accepting everything. Like it, there is sin is sin. I'm willing yes. to call and say, "Listen, I'm a sinner like you. That's an issue or that's a problem." Doesn't mean I doesn't that I don't that don't love that person. That Correct. I can't love them through that. So I think that's just. Uh, I think if our if our churches just spoke on that more hey love love others love god serve others
0: focus on relationships it'd be be a much better place well those list of people that i could mention that i keep referring to they loved me in in spite of my sin in spite of my life and they were not afraid to say you know hey you're wrong here Hmm. but they never abandoned me those are the people you remember if I'm doing well and things are going well, I don't really need people to love me, you know, but boy when I mess up and I'm down, that's when I really need people.
3: Yeah, we 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 speak more with our actions than our words. Mm. Yeah. And and that's I think something that the the more you grow in your understanding of of your relationship with God and that's what he calls us to do. I mean, that produces a fruit. Not you never seen anybody get saved because of a bunch of words. No,
0: no, and we did. We we I think we did a great disservice to Christianity by trying to push a number, you know, say a yeah. prayer, fifteen people saved today, forty-seven people saved today. I don't know who is and who isn't. That's a God thing, but it's much more than saying a prayer. You know, like you said, it might be some head knowledge, but you know, the devil and his angels believe, <laughs> so yeah. they have more belief than we do. They've seen, yeah. you know, but. But it's so it's this whole idea of, of, of sowing the seed and letting God produce the harvest. And that's so hard. And the fruit really. Um, you will know them by their fruit, you know, seeing
2: it knowing you know, being able to watch a person live their life, like PJ talked about too, like we live our lives, we live our faith, um, through how we how we act. You know, not because we were born a certain place, born in America, born in the South, went to church all of our lives. Like doesn't matter it's you know how you live in your life um how you have you surrendered to christ is your, a good friend of mine would always say he would you know he's my savior but he wasn't he never was my lord and
0: savior and i think there's a big difference absolutely um, surrendering and you know jesus tells us the world will know we love him by how much we love each other mm-hmm. i mean that's clear mm. and i think we have lost sight of that and so Boy, I've had so many failures constantly, a few already today that I'm aware of, probably many more I'm not aware of. But that's what we try to do, right? You guys try to do it in the business, I try to do it when I'm here, is just simply try to let people know, we want you to have a good career, we want you to have a good job, we want you to make money, but there's so much more to it than that. There's so much more to it. And we want you to know that, that we do
3: care them yeah hopefully we show it before we say it yeah yeah
0: yeah you don't have to say it no if you show it well no. for any
2: um listeners that might be looking to attend sltc uh in the future make sure you uh look up brother eddie cantrell say hello get to know him late time at church <laughs> and you can call me ahead of time four two
0: three five oh five eight eight four eight yeah Anybody, just give me a call. It's probably on the bathroom walls somewhere.
3: It's, <laughs> it's on every chalkboard, and it's it's definitely a um, um, something that we lead in with when when people are calling and talking about um, you know services that we provide for the students. Not that we provide necessarily, but you know how do what what can we do? What can how can we be more involved there? How can we? It, well, you know, you seek out Brother Eddie and he'll he'll tell you. He'll, there's opportunities to serve through the church. There's opportunities to be, you know, to find community through the church. Yeah, and no, we
0: have had people that have, you know, served, you know, in our church in capacities when the students come in and they say, hey, here's what I've done in the past. Like, great.
3: You know? Yeah, that's – it's – again, I mean, we could say this all day long. We just – there's something – I think refreshing about my day when I look up and you're waving at me. Would you thanks? Uh, well, absolutely. I, I wish my
0: wife had the same attitude. <laughs> well,
3: well, let's bring her with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work, no.
0: <laughs> but you know, you're here because God allowed it. We're all here because God allows it. And, and I'm here because God allowed it. But also you guys have opened up your business to me. And I try to be very cautious that it is a business. You are here to make money but I know y'all are here to try to change lives as well. And you know, that's what we're all trying to do together.
3: Well, let's hopefully we have a lot more years doing this together. Let's hope so, yeah. Well, everyone's got Brother Eddie's number. If you're coming to one of the upcoming classes. Go back,
0: it's there, yeah.
3: um, Definitely reach out to him. Um, You can look forward to meeting him here on campus at registration or during the class. can't say how grateful we are that you, you do serve here for the students and and for us as well.
0: Well, same applies to me. Well, thanks for joining
2: us for this last hour and sharing your story and yeah, when we went went we back quick. T- I thought it was fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, we, we look forward. T- yeah, many more opportunities to uh, f- you spend time with the students and be here and we're grateful for you. And, um, yeah, thank you. Same here. That's all we got. So wrap. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>
0: Goodbye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Lyman Country Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support us, please make sure to subscribe, share on social media, and leave a rating or review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.